0: Everybody, Welcome to Outspoken. I'm your host, Justin White, and we are at episode 19. Um, hmm, let's see what's going on. Uh, I wanted to say um, watermelon is pretty darn tasty. Uh, it's summertime. Sometimes it gets hot. And uh, if you buy a ripe watermelon and you eat a piece of it and it's a good one, like a really good one, on a hot summer day. Oh dang, that's some good stuff. Um, I also want to say that watermelon, when it's not good, is some of the worst garbage you could ever put in your mouth. Personally, that's my opinion. When it gets all slimy and mealy and ugh. Um, but anyway, eat some good watermelon today. Um, another thing I want to say is that I'm pretty tired. I'm most usually pretty tired when I'm recording these intros and outros. And uh, so you may hear a little, you know, mild to moderate delirium in my voice. Um, I apologize. Or do I? I don't apologize. I've I've earned it. I earned that tone. And I I stand by it. Um, One of the really cool things about doing this project is that I get to meet new friends and get to know existing friends better than I did before. And, um, and in some cases I'm meeting friends through other friends and, you know, we may have only spoken a few times or only in group settings. So it's pretty cool to just sit down one-on-one with somebody that you don't know very well and then immediately get into it and get, you know, right to the heart of some uh, good stuff. So I'm really honored that my guests are willing to do that. They come on the show and they speak openly and honestly about themselves and about life stuff. And uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope that you all do too. Um, so my guest today is my relatively new friend, Sylvia. Um, we had a great conversation. I'm super impressed with anyone who can speak in a second language as eloquently as she does um so uh after we listen to my boy cat purr his guts out we'll talk to silvia for piano
1: messages away.
0: (laughs) are you okay leaving it without a? you don't need to be in touch Yay, feels good right to throw throw it far away from you yeah i've been enjoying that like intentionally putting my phone far far away
1: i just feel like the phone like any technology your automobile that is my slave i don't want to be its slave yeah so i remember when i bought a new car The person that I mentioned to you earlier, who is my immediate family, Uh said to me every time I was driving with that person or I was parking in reverse, uphill, downhill, you know, how the environment we live in is. Right. That person would be, oh, my God, watch it. (laughs) And I said, I am going to get out of this car and scratch it on purpose. (laughs) So you stop doing this. This car is meant to take me from A to B. Good for it you. is my slave. Right, I can't drive with this level of anxiety. That's great. And I have the same attitude towards my cell phone, mm-hmm. and I apply it to all people who call, friends, business. It doesn't matter if I am busy doing something else. You're gonna have to wait. Wow, you know that's great. That's um, old school. My, I like, because I was born a long time
0: ago, yeah, well me too. I mean so, I, I appreciate that
1: I do and I, and it really makes me feel I am in control of it mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and i I just enjoy the interaction with three-dimensional humans That's more than the interactions with my
0: the flat two-dimensional screen. people yeah, I agree. from the phone so. I agree completely do you, but do have you ever felt like a compulsion like a lot of people do to use it? Do you have? No. Like, do you play games on it or no. use it for anything like that? Or, no, not at all. You know, Facebook or um, Instagram or any of that stuff?
1: No, I do have a Facebook account that I purposely didn't upload on my cell phone. Uh-huh. Facebook is kind of an odd thing. When I first encounter it, I was invited by someone and I felt pressure to have at least 100 friends. I was uh-huh. like, "Oh my god, I'm so lame. I don't even have 100 friends."
0: Like how how quickly did you feel like you needed to get to 100? Oh, like almost immediately. immediately
1: so, yeah. I felt because I looked at the person who had invited me and right. other acquaintances and how on many Facebook did they have? and I was like, "This is i I'm, I'm lame. I have to reach at least 100 <laughs> friends." And so I quote unquote worked at it for a while.
0: By just inviting and then other I real- people? Yes, okay. yes.
1: And then I realized, this is dumb. Yeah. And um, then it kind of snowballed in something like, oh, you meet someone while on vacation and you need to become friends on Facebook. Right. And at one point, I consciously decided, again, because I don't want to be slave of technology, Yep. it is my slave. As it should I be. I decided that I'm not going to be uh, your friend on Facebook unless few conditions are met one is i actually have to have your phone number okay in my phone that and i actually sense. have to talk to you somewhat on a regular basis if these two conditions are not met we're not friends we're You're acquaintances not, uh, right and you are not deserving of my facebook friendship
0: wow That's so good for you.
1: i rejected my cousins <laughs>
0: like, and your and your number quota Right.
1: Well, yeah, I, I just... I need to actually further cleanse it, but yeah. I rejected relatives. You rejected your own I rejected relatives, blood relatives. Because you don't speak because to them Because we, enough you to... know, I, I left... <laughs> The con- my country of origin 22 years ago okay. and they're still there and yeah. i felt why are you contacting me contacting me on facebook now 15 right. years later we obviously you didn't need me for the well, last 15 years i know it's,
0: isn't that weird that's well i think it's because they want to live vicariously through you and i do I think, think
1: it's it it is definitely um promoting some peeping Tom attitudes. For sure. I'm guilty of it. Really? Um,
0: They're like stalking or? or, No, but just
1: once in a while, if I have like once in a while, I mean, every few months, I think, oh, I wonder what so-and-so is doing. Uh, And sometimes it's like a high school classmate or... Again, some random person from my past. From the
0: past.
1: And so I'll meander around the internet, and mm-hmm. obviously, one of the places to find them is Facebook.
0: It's the, the easiest and yeah. fastest, usually.
1: Yeah. But um, the purpose that I find very useful from Facebook is I lose track of my friends' children, mm-hmm. when their birthdays are, what they na- their names are. I mean, these <laughs> friends reproduce like crazy. <laughs> Right. So, you know, the first one is like, oh, exciting. Right. You got you a new baby it. boy. Yeah. And then 10 years later, there's like 50 babies. All sort <laughs> and of ages. You only ages. know like three other names. I don't yeah. remember. So yeah. when we are invited to whatever birth, I'm like, wait, let me check. Oh, yeah, yeah they have to. These are the ages. These are their names. So right. we can go prepared.
0: So you go to Facebook to do like a, yeah. a, a fact check. Yeah, it's kind of, of this, my LinkedIn
1: that. for social life, That's right? Funny. It's like, let me
0: check. Yeah, let me just make sure this is the the person I'm meeting
1: so that i don't look like i don't care about your yeah. kid but I, I do but i just don't remember the name well it's so. hard to
0: care about that many people you know at that level you can't you know you could be facebook friends with 400 people or whatever but are you gonna know not me are you, yeah but one you know a person could have that many friends on face friends with quotes on facebook but not you're not going to go deep with very many of them right true you're gonna have like true. a very very shallow relationship with 90% of them exactly and then like maybe 7% get a neck the next level of interest and, and exactly curiosity they have
1: to be in your phone and you have to call them regularly <laughs> like or the, they have like to call this. you regularly
0: so did when you rejected your cousins was there any uh, fall out or any kind of
1: there was never a fall in that, but mean, they okay so they couldn't cousin, even
0: contact we, you to say they're mad at you for no <laughs> if
1: you have a, a cousin who hasn't spoken to you in 15 years yeah that cousin doesn't have your home address or your phone number right. and decides to quote unquote mm. friend you on facebook that's undeserving what do okay. you care <laughs> right. i don't care you don't okay. let's unfriend each other right away
0: i like that i'm
1: tough like that
0: i like it i think it's a good idea to have you know guidelines that. That live, you know, that are in keeping with your moral code and what you think is valuable. I don't. I don't. Yeah,
1: it's not more. It's not quite a moral thing for me. It's a value thing. Yeah. I prefer. I've been told I'm difficult. (laughs) And I've been told also that I'm strict. Okay. Um, But I came to the conclusion friends and Lots family and relatives okay. but i came to the conclusion that i'm neither one of these things i am actually impossible mm. so i create rules for myself that okay. make me happy and they're not make meant to make anyone else happy okay so you can call me strict or difficult because of it
0: but and you but you acknowledge that you're impossible in that I way
1: embrace it
0: okay i'm
1: not I mean, this cannot be hidden. Right. It's like it's my flaw. It's right there for everyone to enjoy. <laughs> okay. So my point is, um, I decide where I put value is not a moral issue. It's yeah. where I put value and I find value in quality rather than quantity. Right. So Facebook, if it does give me quality friendships, yeah. welcome. If it gives allows me to maintain relationships with people who are very far away, but still mean a lot to me, yeah, absolutely. But I don't care so much for being on display right. or, yeah, you know, the random chit chat. Yeah, so I don't, so like I don't, don't do that need stuff. that constant interruption during my day. You don't need by... to know
0: what your friends are eating for lunch. Good. It, it was that good. Did you finish it?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Good. I inhaled it. Oh good. That's good. Yeah. Are
0: you a sweet tooth generally?
1: sweet mouth. Yeah, everything?
0: Yeah. You only take is that like a childhood? Is that for, I know. I think it's an addictive
1: can... personality oh. type of thing.
0: So are you are you impulsive and sort of you can't obsessive leave me. with lots yeah. of stuff?
1: You can't leave me alone in a room with a jar of Nutella.
0: Okay. Yes. Is that your number one? Is that like the
1: Um I have a few chocolate problems and and <laughs> I'm not hiding them either. And it's I did good. try at one point shock therapy, mm-hmm. self you know, uh, oh, okay. self-administered.
0: How how did you do it?
1: <laughs> so, I set my mind on eating chocolate in any form and exclusively chocolate for 3 days in the hope, you know when you um binge on yeah, a food that then makes you sick, and, yeah. And then that's for, how the, I, for a long time or for the rest of your life, you're like, I can't eat yeah, this food.
0: That's how I quit cigarettes. I smoked five packs in a row, 100, 100 cigarettes straight. Must have been and awful. Never, and I did the last one. I was like down to the 100th one. My fingers were dark yellow. My, like everything just smelled like the worst you know, ashtray oh my in the worst God. place. And uh, yeah, it just would not have been to wake up the next morning feeling like I did. After a couple hours sleep on my friend's couch. And, did you feel you
1: had asphalt in your lungs? It just
0: was like the worst. I mean, it was, it was a, an intentional thing. You know, I knew what was going to happen. I knew I would feel sick. And I did. I just woke up the next day and felt like my throat had closed up completely. Oh my. And You know, I did, I did get sick. I was sick for like two weeks, which helped. That's awful. Well, it helped me not want to smoke at all. You know, I was so, like, this is a direct result of that. It worked. Drug and it, it worked. Yeah, I quit. I probably had two puffs of, you know, home rolled cigarettes in the however many, I mean, fifteen or more years since then.
1: So now, if you are let's say walking on the sidewalk behind someone who's smoking, do you feel nauseous? It's
0: it's weird because I went with with cigarette smoke. I went from, you know, well, I went from smoking like a maniac to quitting and then hating it completely like never wanted to smell it or be near it to after years of that actually starting to not i didn't want to smoke anymore but But i sort of liked the smell once in a while but only from afar and only if i'm not forced to smell it you know if it if it's like walking down the street and somebody's going the other way and i get a whiff i don't i don't necessarily Ah, it's not like it's not necessarily like a fix it's just kind of like I know that if I smoked one, I would feel sick and I would hate it. So getting that one little whiff is is enough. Like it satisfies whatever curiosity I had about cigarettes forever, you know. And same with alcohol. If I like, I don't ever need to drink again. It just doesn't. I I did enough. I did enough for a lifetime. Do you like the smell of alcohol? No. I don't really like, I like the taste of beer. That's about the only thing. So I was drinking those fake beers for a while. Um, But even those, they just don't. It's not it's just sort of defeat i mean i liked the flavor a, a bit but it's not like i need to have it you know it's not getting me high or drunk you know there's yeah like yeah, it's yeah. kind of pointless yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah so but back to you and your your addictions oh can my you,
1: shock therapy didn't work
0: so you ate nothing but chocolate for three yeah. days can, nutella... you, can we talk about every kind that you oh
1: yeah but no, i mean nothing but chocolate means nutella on the spoon Oh, straight was out no, of the door no yeah. bread yeah yeah um I, I had hot chocolate, I had chocolate bars, um, anything chocolate for three days, breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
0: Was it making you insane, like jittery? and? I was like... so happy. Really?
1: Oh, and he gave me nothing. Not one zit, not what? a stomach ache, no, nothing. Three full days, I could keep going.
0: What else? Tell tell me more. What and else that that was it. Oh, you, you know? could have kept going. I could I
1: could have kept going. So you didn't get sick from it. I didn't get sick from it. It didn't cure me from my addiction to chocolate. Don't leave me alone in a room with Nutella. Mm-hmm. I don't buy Nutella because if I put it in the <laughs> kitchen cupboard, It'll it will call minutes. my name from behind closed doors. That's amazing. It's insane.
0: So that that sounds like that's the. That's the primo for you. Like if there's one sweet oh, thing you could have, it would be Nutella.
1: Absolutely. Okay. And I stay away from it. I love Ferrero Rochers because they have Nutella that, with ah, the hazelnut in right. the middle.
0: So is it the hazelnut that you love? It's a combination, I
1: think, of the the texture, the cocoa powder, and hazelnut pretty, all together. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, I I just. It's a mild confession. You know, there are there is this um, chain, I think it's called La Boulange. Mm-hmm. And um, I think now they were purchased by some other company. But Starbucks. the original La Boulange uh-huh. used to have what I used to call an unattended jar of Nutella <laughs> on the counter where you can find yeah, you know, honey, or milk, right, little right. things that you can add to your... I remember own. that, yeah. Well... <laughs>
0: How did that go? How? I
1: do have a witness to this crime. Uh-huh. Um, and I one day walked in front of the place with this friend and I said, let's get in for a minute. I got in. They had these spoons next to the Nutella. Right. I put a spoonful in my mouth and I walked out. Nice. It's awful
0: Were you did you had no intention of buying anything not you, at all i just it was knew there. i it called it was my name i
1: was out walking by and the drawer called That's me awesome i heard it
0: is that your only uh, criminal confession
1: oh no I, I, uh, nothing that i want to say it's the say only one that you're public.
0: Gonna, okay fair enough so, yeah you um, know
1: mild crimes of chocolate
0: yeah just chocolate crimes only If the reason that people see you as difficult is that you know what you want and you go for it
1: most likely okay. but again i am talking about myself so i need to yeah be, i obviously <laughs> find a nice story that i can believe to uh-huh. make me feel that i'm not that bad <laughs> okay right
0: do you, so do, you do that I don't, you justify your i think everybody does really right yeah i don't know if i do i tend to call myself out on stuff and then beat myself up for it rather than try to make it look I mean, I, I'm sure I still do some some of that, like presenting a, f- a happy face when I'm not happy, and you know.
1: No, but I'm I'm talking more about uh, an internal conversation. If you ask me, um, are you um, imposing your will on other people? Oh. Okay. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I like to believe that I don't, but mm-hmm. if you ask my husband, he may say, "Oh yeah, absolutely, really? all the time." Who knows? Would he say you that know?
0: about that you're doing that to him, or just in general to I, I would
1: say maybe, <laughs> <in general. laughs> because I know what I want in yeah. general. Yes, um, I'm, I'm depicting myself like a horrible person. No, but well, that's but,
0: the reason I'm asking is that I, I feel like there's a value judgment on people who are like that. But the to me that it makes more sense to be. I mean, it's not like you're running around stepping on people's toes and saying I don't care if like yeah. anything I do affects you. It's just that you are you are clear on what you're interested in, absolutely, and you're clear on what you're not interested in, absolutely, and you choose accordingly. Yes, absolutely. And I do the same thing, and I don't see that as a bad thing. But but it's the same sort of thing. It's kind of strict. It's like well, this these are the rules I follow for myself because they're the rules that make sense. And no other rules that I've heard yet have made any more sense. And, it, and if they did, I would adopt them. Like if it was a better system, I would adopt it. I would start doing it that way. But I haven't found one yet. So, you know, yeah. and I'm not saying I do everything perfectly because there's a lot of shit that I don't like about myself, you know, the thing, yeah. not not myself, like my identity, but yeah. things that I do, behaviors that I have that I that are like eating a bag of cookies, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, there is some judgment there. I don't know. It's self-imposed now. I don't know if it always was or if it originated with society saying bad, you know. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I kind of feel like um, the closer one person is to me, the more I care about someone, the um, more... I I hold myself to a pretty high standard. So I have certain values and I know myself and so I apply to myself... Certain, I don't want to call them rules or more guidelines, if you will. Mm -hmm. And they go from anything ludicrous like Facebook... Right. To, I want to be on time because to me is <clears throat> respectful of other people's time uh-huh. and I want to, you know, the same respect towards me. Or I'm a person of word. If I tell you, yes, I will come to this event this day, this time, I will be there uh-huh. unless something happens and then I'll let you know as soon as I can. And these are my quote unquote rules. You could call them, you know, common sense, basic rules of decency. I don't yeah. know. But um, the closer you are to me, the more I hold you to the same standard uh-huh. because I care. Right. And, But there are situations in which I'm understanding some people are not punctual right? or are a little less um, people of word. Not because they don't have honor, but maybe they're a little more flaky or distracted or yep. busy. So it does annoy me if someone tells me, I'll meet you the." this place, this time to do this thing. But if I know that that's their personality, so I get annoyed the first time, I get annoyed the second time, the third time, I make a plan B. Yeah. (laughs) Because I know I can't change your behavior or what you value or how you manage your time. And I know that you cannot be held to my standard. Right. So since I do value time, I will create a plan B for myself because I know you may flake on me yeah so i don't i'm not stranded like oh man i had cleared my whole afternoon for this person and what now right so that's
0: so you have certain people that you you do that with like you sort of assume like this could absolutely
1: absolutely and and they're people that i care about but
0: there are a lot of people who have the have trouble with punctuality and various things and it's not i think it's seen as not caring or laziness or something. and It's, it's not. It's just not. It's, it's just not. like a part of their functional ability in the world yeah. makes them late getting yeah. places. I have a yeah. dear
1: friend who I love really, really dearly. She lives not in this city. She lives somewhere else. So I go, I take airplanes to visit her regularly. Uh-huh. She is regularly one hour late. <laughs> regularly. So, so
0: you just plan for it.
1: Well, I just tell her that everything is one hour earlier. Yeah. If I know that I want to meet her at eight, I say, can we meet at seven? Yeah. And at eight she'll show up and I'm like, perfect. Right on I'll show time. up at eight right on time. You <laughs> That's know? great. Just a ma- way to manage expectations, so to speak, or yeah. you know.
0: And what what is your friend has your friend figured out that you have a, a I,
1: I might trick? have told her at one point. Really? <laughs> for the longest time we were a group of friends and nobody would tell her. Uh-huh. And so, oh, so we, we would be like, oh, we're here at seven. Oh, she'll show up at eight. Oh, she's... Not, oh, wow, it's eight. Oh, she's here. One hour, perfect, on the dot. Wow. And then I started, com- you know, kind of com- to the other friend saying, hey, why don't we tell her it's at seven? Right. And we show up at eight. And it started working. I think I might have confessed one time. But, you know. Yeah. What can you do?
0: Well, it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know if it even makes sense to talk to someone who's... You know, regularly and consistently late about I mean, it because that they're not gonna clearly they're not gonna change if it's no. so much of a pattern that exactly. that it's you can count on it exactly you know? but yeah, I still find it hard not to get annoyed though like i I feel i think i well. I know that I take things personally even when they're not personal and I, and that's a character flaw of mine that I'm working on. I think
1: on. it's a it's a human thing, you know. I guess so I am the center of me, so my perspective yeah. is the first one I encounter. Of course. And yeah. the first one I like to believe it's the best one. <laughs> uh, right. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. It, I mean it is, it's sort of the one that matters most, even if there to are other people and, in your life who yeah. matter yeah. to you as much as you do or, or you know, or more. Even if you love somebody more than anything, you still consider your own stuff first, right? Yeah,
1: but I have, um, with age, I am still learning, but I'm learning to try to um, accept and treat and love the people I care about the same exact way I accept and love my cat.
0: Oh, that's a good because... Good way to go.
1: Well, the point is this. I know what I can expect from my cat, because uh-huh. it's a cat. Yeah. So I can't expect anything different than whatever this animal gives me. Okay. And why can't I... And I don't resent the cat for right. not doing the things the way I want, for being late, or, you know. And it- But, so why can't I extend the same love? unconditional love and compassion to the people that are around me that i that i've known a long time not you know people that i don't really know people that i know i've known a long time i know their behavior yeah um i know what they're capable or incapable of Mm -hmm. right you know some people you know prefer Denial to facing something tragic. Some people... Like, everyone has a different way of dealing with situations. Yeah. And uh, so why can't... If I know that these are the skills that they have, and there's some that they don't have, and I understand that, well, can't I just stop getting frustrated that I don't see what... The behavior I would like to see, but they don't... They're not equipped for that. So just love them as they are, as if they wear your cat.
0: That's a really, really good...
1: It's difficult, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that I've been trying to practice in the last few years, and it all started with my mother. Because, uh-huh. you know... She was
0: driving up the wall?
1: Well, you know how it is with parents. Yep. We First, we adore them because we're little. Then we blame them for everything. Yeah. And then maybe we start forgiving them, and now I'm in the phase of... Oh, I get it. You're human. Yeah. <laughs> You're flawed, just like me. Okay. And I just I start. I some years ago I started kind of embracing them, my mm-hmm. mom and my dad, just for as they are, as if they were my cat.
0: And you use the cat. You like you would consciously. Yes. Conjure up. Yes. Your yes. Friend, your boy.
1: Absolutely. That's
0: a really cool idea. Just, you know. Instead the, see, of the problem, I took that. I took the same logic and with my brain twisted it into a way to make it always people's fault. Cause I like, I would take the same thing and say, well, I can't blame the cat for doing whatever because it's a cat, the cat's being a cat all the time. Whereas people have a ch- seem to have more of a choice about how they behave, you know? True. And so I don't give as much leeway to humans who are deciding moment to moment whether they're gonna do this or do that. Whereas a cat or a dog, for the most part, is living in the present moment and doing—they're taking cues from their surroundings. That's that's mainly how most animals, other than humans, live. You know, they they have certain survival needs that they seek out, and then most of the rest of their behavior has to do with what other stuff is happening around them. You know, like at least in like a domestic animal is to completely dependent on a human doing what the human does and we're expecting them to get a, to understand what we do and we do some of the craziest shit uh, imaginable yes, you know like humans have such strange behaviors in the animal world like i mean so far removed from any reality that any other animal experiences you know just the fact that we look at yeah TVs or you know no, we carry absolutely. things around absolutely. none of that none of that computes to an animal so anyway back back to the idea of like why you why I take it personally is that I feel like humans have a choice about whether they are going to be a jerk or be nice, you know but the but the if you go deeper beyond that, I think they don't because I think it's everybody is reacting emotionally to whatever their makeup you know their their mental and spiritual and every everything that's going on inside of them, and some people just simply like you said are incapable, they don't have the tools to behave within the boundaries of, yeah. of your own, of someone else's framework. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But um, again, I cannot change their behavior. And right. I, I want to figure out a way to stop being frustrated or angry or um, some, you know, negative feeling. So the only way I can do that is to, for a moment, step out of my own head and my own perspective, which mm-hmm. is obviously right. <laughs> um, and try to see the situation of the interaction from their standpoint. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, it, for example, when I became a citizen, um, I was very excited because it was a very long path to become a citizen. I had been in this country already. Over a decade, and it meant so much to me, this was my life, mm. so I saw that as an accomplishment, and there was bureaucracy and money involved and whatnot. It mm-hmm. culminated into the day of pledging allegiance to the United States, Wow, which meant a lot to me, and I had um, considered that such a beautiful accomplishment that I invited my mother, who came from from Italy and um she wanted to celebrate with me but she couldn't put herself in my shoes she felt she was losing me Uh, she felt and i said i told her that i wasn't going anywhere i was still in the same geographical place right and nothing had changed and to her, the fact that I was... And I didn't renounce to my Italian citizenship. I was adding United States citizenship to you're
0: my You're not status. required to renounce it. You're not. Some countries you, some have dual you citizenship. are, right? Correct.
1: Yeah. But not no. with Italy. There okay. is an agreement. And, um, and she um, really... She was crying. And she's like, You don't understand. I feel like you're going away from me. You're moving away from me. And... She effectively ruined, for me, this
0: celebration. marvelous celebration right. that meant a lot. It right. really
1: did, and it was it was beautiful. We were um, in a large auditorium, and everyone, one very important part of that speech was, of the speech that the person leading the ceremony said, which I found very touching to me, was that um, as we entered that auditorium, we all represented our country. But as we exited, we left that building, we all represented the United States mm-hmm. of America. And this person was very grateful to all of us because we brought our own perspective, which is essential to the innovation that United States brings to right. the globe, to the planet.
0: Right, and has been and, for since its birth.
1: Since its birth. Yeah. And I, I talked to the lady next to me who had one the green card through the green card lottery system where was she from and she i think she was from poland Hmm. and she was a lady in her 60s wow and she left poland and came on her own wow and i thought the (laughs) amount of courage this woman has to have yeah it's incredible Uh, and her english was somewhat broken and so,
0: just being 60 years old and going out of exactly. your house is a big deal for and some just, people. But
1: imagine leaving your country, leaving your, your country, culture, your, your friends, everything. everything you know to wow. go to a country you don't know and you barely speak the language of. Wow. Um, but to me, that moment was a great accomplishment because I remember my itinerary through the United States and, mm. you know, working and all that. and And I feel loyalty towards this country that's given me so much so wow. many opportunities and in that moment my mother couldn't understand my perspective yeah. and um it hurt my feelings it ruined the celebration and rather than feeling hurt mm-hmm. because of her crying and trying to i don't think she was actively trying to make me feel guilty but
0: maybe a little it
1: was going in that direction yeah. i start to think well why is she behaving like this Mm. and i put myself in her shoes and here is her daughter who lives a world away right and is becoming more and more american Mm -hmm. to the point that now she has citizenship so maybe she saw the possibility of me moving back evaporating right maybe she felt another level of abandonment i don't know yeah but only through my effort to see her perspective i could lessen the pain that i was feeling for her not understanding
0: not that amazing that level
1: of accomplishment yeah. that, what it meant for me
0: yeah. i
1: mean i came with one thousand dollars and one suitcase 22 years ago wow and the united states gave me opportunities to build an entire life yeah you know so i don't know
0: but that is <clears throat>
1: to me what what helps me cope with the frustration that other sure. people bring I, I to me? I think it's brilliant. It's I a, just want to, you know, love them as if they wear my cat.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I mean, that's pretty much what Jesus was saying, and that's pretty much what most of the gurus through through history have said. Is like, you know, accept and love people as they are, and not. I'm not. I mean, not a lot of people have been saying other things or the opposite of that. Yeah. But I think doing that. As hard as it is, is like one of the most important things that human... It's like the, the human lesson that we're all here learning.
1: And the funny thing is, it's a selfish thing to do. Meaning, <laughs> it makes my it feel ult- better. Yeah, my mm-hmm. ultimate goal was to feel better. And so in order to feel better, I didn't feel the need to yell at her, squash her feelings, right. or deny, deny her what she... Which it, is a
0: common instinct. All
1: I could do was, well, let me see her... Let me see it from her point of view for a minute. Yeah, and that made me feel better. And so, it is selfish. But what's but... interesting
0: is that it it would have worked either way. If she had been able to feel empathy for you in that moment, she wouldn't have been as upset. You know, she would have been able to participate yes. more in your celebration. Yes. Like if either one, if either person, should, you know, tries to have yes. some empathy for the other, you will both benefit from it. So it's not really yeah. selfish. It's I mean, she may not have, in that moment, gotten that you were holding back from being pissed off about it or whatever. You know, I mean, that's what I would have. done. I would have. Oh, I was mad. Yeah, I was really. I would have been really pissed. And I've been in situations like that where I have been pissed and either said something or didn't. But it doesn't matter because I stayed in myself. I stayed completely in my own feelings, in my own head. I didn't think about why. I mean, the cases where I did, where I did think about why the other person was behaving the way they were. Then I was able to feel some empathy, and you know, I can move. You can move your feelings outside yeah. of yourself, and and have a better, yeah. a clearer look at them.
1: But one thing that I do regret about that specific interaction that just popped into my mind now, I never thought about it before, is I should have told her. I should have told her. Yeah. I should have explained to her my point of view. I should have told her, I you see your pain. I think it? she would have understood. Uh-huh. I think I should have told her, I see your pain and I believe this is why. Yeah. I need you to understand that this is joyful for me and this is why. Yeah. And that probably would have you know, lessened her suffering as well. You think? I think so. I because she I loves mean, me. She wants mom, the so. best for me. She's right. always... I mean, my yeah. mother is the person... She told me this many times that she cannot bear or stand the thought of having something that I need and I don't have. Wow. My mother is the type of person, if I call her now and I say, Mom, I'd like a kidney, she <laughs> would ask me which one, she the left or the herself. right one. Yeah. She wouldn't ask me why. Wow. This is the level of love I felt and I still feel from my mother. Well,
0: that's amazing. Yeah. That's great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's the magical power of aging if you if you can dwell on it a little bit yeah Um, this journey on the inside and um, looking back Mm -hmm. and I don't know it's it's as much as um, aging is um, you know you know some ways scary because you kind of lose control of your body or you kind of I, I think that my mind and my body go in two different directions. Like my mind mm. is convinced that I'm still 28 and right. my body reminds me that I'm not. Same here. Um, but it is the magical thing, I think. Of
0: What do you think it is about it? Do you think it's that you're running out of time so you want to spend what you have left? No, I mean, way,
1: I've, I've been thinking that I'm running out of time every day of my life. Really? Do you always <laughs> yeah, because like yeah, I've had um, some health issues that really made me, um, you know, face and touch with my hand the, the, you know, fragility of life. Wow. And so that is a very constant thought for me. And and that's probably Still, also because you, always huh. um, that's where maybe because also why I have these um, values that I hold on to. Yeah. Some people say strictly, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, they give a good flavor to my life. And that's how I like to live. Um, But because of this, I've always thought, oh, I'll die young. So I'll never have to face, you know, aging. (laughs) Old age. And now it's like, oh, wait, maybe not. Yeah. So it's like, well, what, what good can come out of this? Really? And so I'm just trying to reevaluate, look back and try to figure out ways to be to kind of realign my values and and huh. figure out a way to, you know, love myself like I love my cat, love my yeah. friends like I love my cat. The yeah. same, you know. Yeah, I need to apply the holding the cat things love. a little bit less tight. Yeah, because you know.
0: Did you? Uh, well, is it okay to ask? Is your is your health? okay now? Or are you...
1: Well, I have a... So this is not a secret, and I'm not going to say the, the definition of this condition that I have, but I was born with a condition that I discovered when I was, I think, um, I started having symptoms at 17, but then at 19, I was officially diagnosed. And essentially, um, I have... I'm subject to these malignant arrhythmias. So... I've had several cardiac arrests oh, in my wow. life, some under somewhat normal circumstances, meaning at home, um, some while I was, you know, in water.
0: Wow. S- swimming. It's like, really? you know, you had so, a, heart a-, a heart attack.
1: Well, a heart attack is a different thing. I had a cardiac arrest. Okay. So it stops for it stops, a minute and or then for, a for few seconds, you know, then... someone has to revive me oh, or so... or I'm not coming back. Really? Yeah. It, when so, it stops, it stops. It, it stops. Doesn't... Yeah. Um, so I've what happened fortunate. when you were in the water? Um, I I had someone who pulled me out and this happened, you know, a long time ago. 20, no, what? I was 19. I was uh, 17. So it's a long time ago. But your heart but
0: must have stopped for a while because they it, had to it, drag you out yeah, of the water. Yeah, they dragged me
1: out and they, they revived me. And, and this happened several other times in my life. Um as recently as four years ago, wow. so this is a never-ending situation yeah. for me. Um, but instead, it's obviously you know scary on yeah. one hand, but on the other hand, it gave me this um, amazing advantage, which is um, it makes me excited about being here. Yeah, and um, and it really kind of almost on a daily basis makes me think, okay, what do I want out of this day? What kind of memory wow. do I want to create today? You know, and there are days where I forget and those are the best days because yeah. I forgot. I'm yeah. like, Whoa, look at this. <laughs> I can waste a day. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, but, um, but yeah. So now that I'm thinking, Oh, I can get old. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. you know, um, I, I, I feel like, oh, I'm scared. I don't know what to do with this aging body and the white hair and the wrinkles and the soreness. And, you know, I could run for miles and now my knees hurt and things like that. Um, But I I feel like if you look for it, there's beauty in everything. And I think the magical power of aging is that, that you can look back because Mm -hmm. there's something to look back on. right? And you can really exercise a form of selfishness by putting yourself in other people's shoes so that you <laughs> don't feel, feel frustrated yeah. or angry, you know yeah. there's there's more to play and uh, it doesn't have to do with, you know material things or right. toys or it has to just to be with, to do with having friends and having interactions with other humans, yeah. and, you know
0: Well I would think with that, know, that attitude that that aging would be like, you'd be excited to have all those bonus years of you, I you mean, you're excited every day you, you yeah love but your you friends, don't you you're... don't
1: know how many if any right well no, like, nobody 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 knows but, exactly but, yeah. like for, like I'm no different than anyone else what no, I have, have is this, a level of awareness yeah, that
0: brought about by mortality being put in your face exactly uh, yeah. you know
1: and the, and I, I used to kind of um, say kind of jokingly you know you know you're gonna die right yeah i remember it yeah it's a different story right it's like when you broke a leg you remember breaking a leg i've never broken a leg so i can just imagine it
0: but you remember dying almost dying you remember yeah
1: i mean you're you're conscious and then you're not conscious so
0: when you come to do you know what's happened or do you do you remember
1: every time has been different so
0: do you mind talking about it
1: well, I don't know if we want to leave it in later because I think it's gonna be a, like a wah, 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 no wah, well, wah. to uh, okay. your listeners. We'll I be don't like, think so. What the hell is? This?
0: I I think it's fascinating, so, but but only if you're comfortable talking about well, it. Well,
1: we'll see. <laughs> so, but um. Yeah, I mean, every time it's different. It was different for me. And I attribute it to physiology, right? Your body is okay. made of cells. I'm a scientist by training, so I think, yeah. you know, physiologically. Scientifically, yeah. And I, And I'm not religious. I have some sort of spirituality, but I'm not religious, so... It's not that I believe. Oh, there's a light to the tunnel. The voice. The only uh-huh. voice I hear is Nutella from the cupboard. <laughs> so
0: do you hear that so, when you when your heart stops? Oh Does, man! Is I'm, like one, to, I'm is diving like, come into back, a giant
1: jar of Nutella. That's, that's your the white definition light. of heaven. That's for your, me.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> yes. you, there's no. There's just a giant Nutella jar yeah. at the end of the tunnel. Giant. And you go straight into it.
1: Yeah. And there's no spoon. You just dive yeah, you in just, with your mouth yeah. open. <laughs>
0: amazing. That's that's heaven. <laughs> yeah. And uh,
1: you stay skinny forever. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's That's, amazing.
0: That's pretty nice. So, okay, well, that's. So, how do you? How does one who has not had an experience with a near-death experience? How can they capture that experience? That that idea that you are mortal. Every day counts. You should do something. I don't with think it, you, you know?
1: can. I mean, I don't think you can. Everyone has their own.
0: They either get it or they don't.
1: Well, I think you. Because I don't. I don't. I, mean, I think asking... everyone has their own uh, perception of life and and mm-hmm. what death is. Right. Um, I was very fortunate that I didn't um, see people dying until you know more recent years, where you know mm. parents and things like that, um, situations like that. For me personally, when my um, heart stopped, the few times it did, um, it was always different. Uh, One time was like a light switch, you know, I'm here and then I'm not and I don't know what happened. And then I'm back and I don't know what happened. And uh, another time I was feeling like I was being sucked into something like I can describe it as. You have your bathtub filled with water and you pull the plug and yep. you're, you're a tiny thing in the vortex wow. and you're being sucked and you feel you're escaping Whoa. something right and my feeling and i remember that one uh, my last thought was oh my god my thoughts where are my thoughts going because i felt i was losing my body which is wow. my vehicle to express right. who i am right
0: so, you, so, your consciousness was sort of like I was separating. Feeling, from I
1: that? was just feeling. Like where is it? Where my am I going? Exactly. Wow. My home is. I'm, I'm being amazing. sucked away from my home. Uh, but and was, it actually felt like that, like I being felt pulled like down. that feeling into, of being like in how, a like tub gravity. Where into, you're, yeah, you're, you know. Was there spinning too, or was it just. No, like it was more suction? of a sucking. Okay. Uh, it's like quicksand. Yeah. Animation. But at that time, I remember the coming back. Okay. And the coming back felt like I was in the darkness and trying to feel a glove. Like, oh. you know, like I'm the hand in the darkness and my shell is the glove. It was wow. very like, oh, wait, let me get back into that's this. so interesting. It was very strange.
0: Wow. Um,
1: and then. Uh, and
0: you could feel, could you feel that I happening? I could feel like it. Yeah. It's sort of like your cells totally. are re-inhabiting. Could,
1: re-inflating the, the shell. That's so it crazy. It was really, uh, but none of them were scary. Not one.
0: Was it just fascinating? It was, yeah,
1: I mean, the one that I, it was like a light switch. I didn't realize. I was just, you know, um, yeah, none of them. Even the one in the water?
0: Well, you didn't know. The one in the water,
1: it was weird because I think I lost consciousness before. So Mm. I started seeing as if someone were, as if it was raining gray paint. So in my field of view, I started seeing all these gray dots that, Covered my entire field of view. Wow! And I was consciously trying to see, but I couldn't. But
0: like one by one, the drops, one were, one, filling the drops were... were filling up the whole Holy thing. Holy crap!
1: And I remember um, that sounds scary. I was scary. with a friend, and we were walking in the water, like it was at our you know shoulder level okay. at that point. And I remember which direction she was like. I know she was on my left, uh-huh. and so I remember turning and leaning, hoping that she was there, because I couldn't see anymore. Wow! And the last thing I remember was feeling her shoulder under my arm, and then I let go, and I woke up okay. on the beach. Thank so, God she was uh, right there to catch absolutely, you. Absolutely, totally. You wow. Um, that, so, you were
0: 17 when that happened. I was
1: 17, yeah, okay. yeah.
0: And so is that when your new lease on life began? No, or was no. It, it took another
1: two years and then I got diagnosed the diagnosis, officially.
0: Okay.
1: And then because there were a few episodes in between, but when I got diagnosed officially, I was in the hospital, I was hooked on machines. So there was a recording of what happened to the heart and, you know, the defibrillator and all that stuff. And that was uh, that's that was kind of the that was scary because I knew something was wrong with me, yeah. but nobody could figure it out. That is scary, and especially so when you're young I and was otherwise so young. healthy. Yeah. yeah, and I was, I was actually very angry because I thought, why me? You know, yeah, that of usual course. stuff. But then once I got diagnosed, and I, I was kind of depressed for about a year. But then I remember making a decision. I can be um, a patient, a victim, uh-huh. or a survival. And I chose consciously. And so I told myself, what is it that I want? Uh-huh. And I wanted um, I wanted to see the world, and I wanted more sex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice.
1: I was 19. And My priorities were clear. Yeah. You know, raging hormones. And so these two things... Um, Kept me going, and... and had
0: you not had Nutella yet at that point? Or had oh, you... I had Nutella. Okay, yeah, so but it wasn't
1: list. high on the list. It Probably because there's too easy. Like it was knew so you... accessible. Yeah. you know, you yeah. can yeah. go to the Whereas, supermarket. Sex, Whereas sex, sex and travel seemed to be at the po- at that time uh-huh. two key ingredients for a satisfying life. That's cool. That's cool <laughs> that you
0: acknowledged that at nineteen or twenty or what? Uh, nineteen. Yeah, huh?
1: that was that was a thing. So yeah. So then I kind of you know where i put my efforts after that
0: (laughs) it sounds so you don't have to go into details but i i would assume you had a a good life quite a bit and i'm
1: continuing to do that um with my husband awesome
0: um well how do you feel good yeah so um
1: oh this was was really enjoyable
0: thank you for me too
1: zigzagging between all sort of things
0: i love it well, thanks so much for coming. I Thank really you appreciate for having it. me. It was great talking to you.
1: Great talking to you, too.
0: And uh, I'll do it again sometime. Also, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Sylvia. Um, I can say for myself that these conversations are really not only are they really enjoyable for me to have, but they're also um, pretty helpful and useful for me, um, as life tools. I, I actually find I'm gaining new insight and being reminded to, you know, look at things in it with a fresh perspective and it's really quite excellent and it was a big hope of mine and a goal of mine to um to do just that, to share these different perspectives and hope that they um, you know, provide some sort of benefit for others. I know they do for me. Um I know that just talking to people is good for me and talking about real life stuff is good for me and good for the world, I believe. And, uh, since we're in the world together, um, and since I care about you, even if I don't know you, um, I'm just going to keep on spreading what I think is good, positive love energy in the form of, uh, human beings conversing. And, um, And music. I like the music being a part of it, too. And it's really fun for me to make. It's part of the reason I am alive on this planet, I think. So, um, yeah, I love you guys. Keep on coming back. Uh, God, I got to stop saying that. It sounds like a fucking NA meeting. Um, Just, uh, yeah, keep listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, Spread the word if you can. Email me if you feel like it. Email at outspokenpodcast.com. Um, this is a long outro, but I got time. Damn. Uh, I want to say one more thing. I quit Amazon to, altogether, not just like Prime and Audible and all that shit. I, I mean, I quit it. It's done. I'm off of it forevermore. Closed all accounts. And it feels pretty dang good. And um, the only reason I'm telling you that is because I... Would love if you do the same right now. Um, of course, I don't expect you to, but I do hope that you do because that bozo has enough money as it is, and uh, he's shut down enough of our mom and pops. So um, yeah, let's start. Let's start turning crap around. Vote with your dollar, you Okay, coming coming back around. Um, see you next week. Bye.